on WAJR AM and FM. This is the talk of the town. From Morgantown to Clarksburg, if it's happening, we're talking about it. Call the show toll-free at 1-800-765-8255. Now, here are your hosts for the talk of the town, Dave Wilson and Sarah Giosi. And good morning. Welcome into the program. Welcome to a Saturday edition of Talk of the Town with Dave and Sarah. Going to get you caught up on a few things going on around the community today. Michael Wiglinski going to join us. Mountaineer Food Bank Mobile Food Pantry is going to be out at South Middle School later this morning. We'll get the details on that. Um, I believe he's also involved Pantry Plus More. Uh, we'll talk to him about their efforts because a lot of people are, are really relying on those local food pantries these days. So get some details on that. Also going to revisit the conversation uh, from earlier this week with Mon Health System President and CEO David Goldberg about the Catch-22 the hospital systems are in as far as well, you got to be ready for a surge, but, you know, you'd like to get some patients back as well. So uh, yeah. we're going to do that as the program unfolds. The uh, affirmation you just heard is the one <laughs> and only Sarah Giosi. Morning. Good morning. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. Uh, we're still in this Groundhog Day thing, but but here's here's the good news. Or at least here's the news that I like. Okay. Because <laughs> there's a lot of it, right? If you look at the numbers, and yes, there's there's been an increase, and we've seen an outbreak here and there. We are doing, and I know we want more testing, and we need more widespread testing and, and all the above, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. I have a question about that. But I think we're doing pretty good in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Marsh says we're doing pretty good. And if Dr. Marsh says we're doing pretty good, I got reason to believe that. Yeah, I agree. But we have to keep it up. That's the key. I've heard, okay, you know, you, I like my football metaphor, right? Uh-huh. I had it put to me in medical terms the other day. Okay. Since we're in the middle of a pandemic, right? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. You remember, I go back, because, you know, it's been a long time since I've had to go on antibiotics, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood over here. Um, but do you remember, you know, remember, was it amoxicillin? Was that the pink medicine? Yes. Did you get that as a kid? For ear infections right. and stuff? Yeah. yeah. You would feel better in about a day, two days after you started that. And then you always had to fight, at least I did with my mother, Mm -hmm. to finish out the prescription, Mm -hmm. take it for the full two weeks. Mm -hmm. Remember that? So uh, that's how this was compared to me. We're on day two, three of amoxicillin. Mm -hmm. We called it Mm -hmm. pink medicine in my house when I was a kid. We need to finish out the prescription. Mm -hmm. And I, look, I'm, I'm... I'm not a small business owner, and I want to get this thing cranked up. I know you want to get this thing cranked up. We all want to get back to work and, and, and the economy rolling, mm-hmm. but well, we don't want all this work to go. Have, have been, yeah. yeah, a waste. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, and I told you yesterday, I went to the grocery store, and everybody was everybody was behaving Pretty themselves. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Have you noticed people being nicer lately? Yeah, I think that you, uh, it's nice to see people. It's nice to, yeah. <laughs> I think, well, that may be it. You're just so happy to You're see somebody. You're just so happy somebody. to see someone else. I was out walking the dogs yesterday, and or it was the day before yesterday, actually. And I'm just walking down the street, and one of my neighbors, who I've probably talked to twice since I've been in this house, he's sitting out in his driveway, Sarah, and he's sitting in uh, one of those camping chairs, those mm-hmm. foldable camping chairs. Mm-hmm. And he said, how you doing? And of course, we're you know across the street from each other. I'm doing pretty well. What's up with you, bud? I couldn't remember his name, so he's Bud, right? <laughs> yes. And he was just sitting out in his driveway. He's tired of sitting in the house, 
So he took his lawn chair, took his camping chair, sat out in the middle of his driveway, and was just sitting there. Mm. He just, I had to get out of the house. Mm. Well, we stood there and chatted for a few minutes. and From your social distance. Yes, from across the street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this, that, and the other. And can't wait to hopefully watch some football pretty soon. And finally, the do- you know, the dog's like, hey, are we going to walk or are we going to stand here? I could have done this at the house. And we got moving. So, yeah, people just seem to be a little bit. I don't know. A little bit nicer right now. I agree. A little bit nicer. I agree. The uh, (laughs) (laughs) what was that? (laughs) The Mountaineer Food Pank Mobile Food uh, Pantry. (laughs) You called it a food pank. I did. You know what? We're getting there though. It's Saturday morning, guys. Bear with us. Saturday. And it's been a long week. It again. It feels like one. We have these milestones during the week, right? Yeah. That help you. Know what day it is. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a lot of us, it's church Sunday morning. A lot of us, it's church Sunday morning, church Sunday night. You got church on Wednesday. Church is a big part of that in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you've got these ball games on these days. Uh, you got to be at the office. You got this meeting. You've always got something to tell you what day it is, right? Mm-hmm. They all kind of run together right now. At least, and hey, I get to come to work every day. I never thought I'd say that. I get to come to work right. every day. And I'm very thankful for that. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, because I have a stir-crazy wife at home right now. <laughs> when I get home, I'm like the only social interaction she's getting right now, you know, face-to-face. And uh, let me tell you, she needs some social interaction. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to kill me. Well, she's working from home. You know, you're doing the web chat thing with yeah. your coworkers, you know, Zoom meetings, those sorts of things. But... She needs to get out of the house. Sure. <laughs> in fact, I think she took my truck this morning. I'm in the car because she's going to take the bike out while I'm uh, gone because she didn't want me to come with her. <laughs> All right, but enough about me. Coming up, Michael Wiglinski is going to join us, the Mountaineer Food Bank Mobile Food Pantry. Did I get that right this time? Yes. Well done. Uh, they've got a giveaway up at South Middle School coming up at 11 o'clock this morning. We'll get the details on that on the other side of this timeout. You're listening to Special Saturday Edition. Dave and Sarah right here on WAJR. Now back to the talk of the town on WAJR. Special Saturday edition of Talk of the Town. Dave and Sarah with you later this morning. Not too much later, 11 to 1. Mountaineer Food Bank Mobile Food Pantry has a food giveaway. They'll be at South Middle School here with more details. Joining us now is Micah Wiglinski. Good morning, Micah. Morning, Dave. How are you? Doing well. Give us the details, the who, what, when, where for the uh, food giveaway this morning. Sure. The uh, Mountaineer Food Bank is going to be having a mobile uh, food delivery or giveaway, I should say. It's Saturday today um, from 11 to 1 at South Middle School. Um, it's open to all residents of Monongalia County. Um, we do take everyone's safety very seriously, so this will be a drive-through event, which is a little bit different than we normally do. Um, so when people arrive, you can just show up at your car. We'll have people who will sign you up and get your information. And it's very basic information, just your name, uh, your address, how many people are in your household. Um, and then we'll have a box. We'll load you up in your car. You can't get out of your car. And we're just trying to minimize the contact you have with that, all of our volunteers. How Have you been doing it this way for a couple of weeks now? How's it gone? Well, the, 
the Mountaineer Food Bank does a, a once a month giveaway. Okay. And that's all different locations throughout the county. And that's because they know that transportation is an issue. So we, we do those once a month all over the county. So the last giveaway we did uh, back in March, we did the same way. It was a drive-through event. Um, and then this, this one we're doing as well. Normally we don't. Normally we have a number of volunteers. And as the people sign up, they walk through the line. And we have carriers that help carry the food back to their cars. So it is a little bit of a change from what we normally do. How much demand has there been for area food banks uh, since this pandemic started? Sure. So the, the demand has been pretty high. I know, you know, so the, the Pantry Plus More, what we've been doing has been doing uh, deliveries to people's homes. And that's for just people who are uh, have school-aged children. And we've seen those numbers grow pretty much every day since school uh, was closed. I believe we started our program on Friday the 13th. I just remember that date, um, <laughs> March 13th. And since then, it's been growing. So we're delivering close to 400 boxes every week, and that's just through our program. Um, and it's, it's hard to qualify because we've never done something like this before where we do deliveries to people's homes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just can tell you from the signups we're getting, it's growing every, every day, every week. How, if at all, do you think this will change how you do things moving forward? So our, our primary function is to end childhood hunger in Montegalia County. That's our mission. So what we, do, we do that by having pantries inside of the schools that is available for anybody in the school, including teachers and teachers' aides and custodians and everyone. So, you know, it, it's different just based on what the, the school system does. So we're planning on operating for as long as the schools are, are closed. And then once they open back up, it's, it's, there's a lot of unknowns, which makes it very difficult to plan. So I think kind of our, our mantra has been to just be flexible and adapt to – it's an ever-changing environment, and we just pretty much assess what we're doing every day and just change to meet the, the changing demands. Would people- I know that's not really the correct <laughs> answer, but it's really hard to say – you know, when is school going to start back? Do you know? Because I don't know. Right. <laughs> so no, just... no, I think it's a good answer, actually. Okay. Okay. Well, great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Micah, would people be surprised at how many students, it kind of took me back a little bit, how many meals and uh, meal packages uh, folks were putting together and delivering. Would people be surprised at how much of an issue uh, food insecurity is here in Montingale County? What's really one of the most prosperous counties in the state. I would say yes, and I think that one of the things that we're definitely trying to do, and we have a pretty good social media um, presence, is is to bring that awareness to people because hunger really is something that can go under the radar. You know, if you're hungry, you can hide that you're hungry. So it's – and it shouldn't be – something that people should be ashamed of or if you need help nobody should go hungry in our in our county in our state in our country in the world i mean it's just hunger is not something that should be there so i think when people see the numbers a lot of their reaction the first time will say oh that's not true that 20 percent of people can't be food insecure and we have the data to to back that up so i think you know this crisis this pandemic is shining a light on a lot of the things that have been kind of in the underbelly of our society, and hunger is one of those. So um, trying to find the silver lining is maybe down the road 
we will recognize that this is an issue in our county and in our state and something that we can all work together to try to end. And that's something that I would really like to highlight. And I think when we talked before, I highlighted it that I'm just I'm amazed at the support that we have from the community, from individuals and groups and businesses and and uh, the universities and the school system. Just everybody really seems to want to come together to try to help solve this problem in this time of crisis. And we couldn't do, you know, we get these emails and that's just thank you for what you're doing, you know, all these great things. And I always think we couldn't do it. We have volunteers who show up every single day, like seven days a week. They're over at our place in Westover for like two or three or four hours every single day. If we put a call out for volunteers, hey, we need four people tomorrow. It gets filled up within five or 10 minutes and people are just ready and willing and able to help. And it's great. So to the people out there listening, Thank you so much. In regards to people coming together to help, outside of the volunteer aspect of it, where are you getting the food? So we have a number of ways that we we get our food. Um, the primary place is the Mountaineer Food Bank. And as an agency of the Mountaineer Food Bank, we can do ordering from them. So when people donate money to us, either through our Facebook page or on our website, which is pantryplusmore.org, we can buy things directly from them. And a lot of times it can be like 50% or more cheaper um, than what retail cost is. So we get two deliveries from the food bank uh, a month. And we also purchase food sometimes from Cisco, which is like the restaurant, uh, you know, the supplier for restaurants and hospitals and things like that. Um, We get donations. I think in the last month we've got over $10,000 of, donations of things that people brought you know i go to our storage location and there's jars of peanut butter and macaroni and cheese and microwavable uh beefaroni and things like that um so so it really is just from everywhere um i'm actually over here at sam's club right now and we're going to pick up a donation from them that they have as like a just a nonprofit donation and so we just take all those things and then anything that we can't use with our program we have a number of agencies that we're kind of partnering with to get food out to their people. So um, like the Wadestown Food Pantry, um, St. Ursula's, a number of ones. We get this food. If we can't use it for our program, we call them up and they come and get it. So it's kind of just a big, big community effort. How can people help out if they want to get involved, uh, volunteer, donate? How can they help you guys out? Sure. So they could follow us on Facebook, which is just the Pantry Plus More. Um, and through that, we put out information on upcoming events. Um, our website is pantryplusmore.org, and it's kind of the same thing. And we also have a Google form that's there that people can, like if they want to volunteer, they will fill that out. It goes to a spreadsheet. And then when we have a need, we just send it out. Right now, I think we have about 250 people on that list. So if we have a need, boom, it goes out. They can fill it up. Uh, we have drivers that deliver for us on Mondays and Thursdays. So there's there's a number of ways to get involved, that's for sure. And uh, once again, the Mountaineer Food Bank Mobile Food Pantry. Give the information one more time. That's coming up here just a little bit later this morning. Right. It starts at 11 o'clock. It's at South Middle School. Um, It's for open for Montegalli County residents. Um, You can just show up, just have your basic information. Uh, We can give out one box per household. And if people are having trouble with transportation, they are able to ride with someone else. Uh, we're, we know that that's not the best thing to do. So if you have to do that, ride like in the opposite side of the car, make sure you wear a mask. Um, and 
just show up and I'm just going to ask everybody to be patient because we do expect it to be a high demand and please remember that everybody who's there is a volunteer. We don't have any paid staff in our organization and the people who are there are just there to serve the community and help and we're doing the best we can with what we have. So that's about it. And you guys will be following social distancing guidelines. I do know that. Absolutely. And, you know, I I get involved. With, I'm over with the volunteers all the time. And at the beginning, it was tough. You know, I was the one who had to yell at everybody, six <laughs> feet apart, you know, wash your hands, put hand sanitizer on. <laughs> and now I, I really have noticed that I don't have to do it as much as I used to. I think people just just are accepting this as the new normal, which is a good thing. And our state is doing a great job. If you look yeah. at our numbers... We're doing a great job, and we just need to, to, to keep it up for a little bit longer. And i got a sneaky suspicion there might be a county commissioner around that area, <laughs> Micah, who would be all over uh, if you guys weren't. I can't believe we're not hearing him in the background now. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, we, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just, it's just a hunch. Uh, Micah Wigelinski. Yeah. Hey, Micah, appreciate it. Keep up the good work. Thank everybody helping out down there. And uh, honestly, I hope one day you have nothing to do. I would like that as well. I forget what that's like. <laughs> we we appreciate Thanks, it. Mike Wigglings, uh, and I'm sorry I butcher your last name all no, the time, Micah. I got it right every time. I, have I? <laughs> Micah Wigglinski. There you go. Yes, appreciate it, buddy. Thank you very much for your time this morning. I have a great day. You too as well. All right, uh, again, that comes up uh, 11 to 1 this morning. Uh, South Middle School, 500 East Parkway Drive, Montague County, residents only. Oh, I was getting his name right. Didn't even know it. Right. Good job. How wow. about that for me? It's uh, not like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you left me. Of course, you were out on Monday, and I got names. We, we had Dr. V on the Mon Health Talk, yeah. which is usual, but I, I messed up the other doctor's name. I thought I had it, and I blew it. Oh, no. And you weren't here to help me. Oh, and, I, no. and I was just on the island. It's a very lonely feeling. <laughs> Speaking of Mon Health, we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to revisit our conversation with uh, Mon Health President, Mon Health System President and CEO Dave Goldberg. Um, they're in a weird spot, and they've done everything right, and they made the right calls, uh, restricting elective surgeries, uh, you know, doing more telemedicine, Clearing out the hospital, being prepared if there's a surge in coronavirus and COVID-19 cases, but that's also left the hospitals um, without much needed revenue. Uh, so we talked to uh, David Goldberg about that earlier this week, what measures they've taken. Also, his thoughts on how we've handled the pandemic so far. And, uh, you know, his simple message, guess what it was, Sarah? What's that? Stay home. Mm, didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, really? Uh, so we'll revisit that coming up on the other side of the news break on a special Saturday edition of the show. Hoppy Kirchville is uh, getting ready for a special edition of Metro News Talk Line as well uh, at his usual time of 10.06. Do you know how many bottles of hand sanitizer that man has gone through? <laughs> I don't even want to know. It's, uh, oh. <sighs> He's put somebody's uh, kid through college. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Oh. Hey, but and he's got his own studio. There's nobody else in his studio. <laughs> it's all his. <laughs> Hoppy's coming up uh, about uh, 30 minutes from now. We'll revisit the conversation with David Goldberg coming up on the other side of the news break. Right now, it is 9:30, and as we always do at the bottom of the hour, I got five more seconds to go. 
Uh, we will pause, get a news update, find out what's happening, and uh, we'll talk to David Goldberg or hear our conversation with David Goldberg on the other side. Special Saturday edition, Dave and Sarah, right here on WAJR. We're talking about your town on WAJR. Special Saturday edition of Talk of the Town, Dave and Sarah. Are they special anymore? We've been doing this for about a month, a little yeah, more than a month now, right? Oh, yeah. Anytime Ooh. I'm at working on a Saturday, that's special. Yeah. <laughs> uh, earlier this week, we were talking to, well, I was talking, I believe, were you out that day? I can't remember if you were here. No, I was out. Oh, okay, you were. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring that up. No. Sarah was playing hooky this no, week. No, that was funny. Yeah. Oh, my kids are sick. <laughs> now, boys are feeling better, right? Yes, okay. they are. You're in a much chipper mood today, by the way. I got a little bit of sleep. I last could, night. I could yeah, tell. Yeah, you, yeah. you had that uh, that bright, <laughs> bubbly uh, aura around you. Got this a morning. couple hours in. Yeah, <laughs> feel better about it. Uh, earlier this week, talked to Mon Health President and CEO Dave Goldberg. They're in a, in a weird spot. They're glad the hospital's empty, but on the other hand. Uh, they're not getting the revenue needed um, uh, that is generally uh, generated. Generally generated? Mm-hmm. You catch my drift. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we spoke to David Goldberg earlier this week, and first of all, he emphasized the need to, well, stay the course, as we are now saying. Let's not take our feet like off the gas. Mm-hmm. You know, let's be cognizant of what's going on, the social distancing, um, the ability for us to stay home, is helping bend the curve and why we've had minimal amount of deaths, even though every death is a significant issue to address. In our state, um, I, I could speak here at Mon. we have more than 2,500 people. Only six of our colleagues out of all 2,500 have been positive for COVID. So when you see the national statistics that they say 10 to 20% of the population of healthcare workers have COVID, we might have it. We test our people every day. We, che- we check for signs or symptoms before they walk into any office, any Mon hospital. Uh, if they have a fever or sign or symptom, they're screened, um, and then we follow them up. But we've only had six with COVID. Um, so we're doing some right things here in West Virginia. we, we got to keep at it. What... As far as, as the response goes, David, Mon Health has set up testing locations in Montague County, across the state, in, in region as well. But what role has Mon Health taken on as far as community response, or, or has it taken on a little bit of a different role so far? So hospitals are, by nature, we're first responders. We partner with the health departments. We're lucky to own with WVU Medicine or Mon EMS, but there's other EMS agencies we partner with. So we great example is we stood up our testing labs like other healthcare providers have done. We have one in each, where each of our hospitals reside. And then in Marion County, um, a little over a week ago, the health department reached out and said we have too many Marion County people leaving um, for testing, whether they go down to UHC or come into Morgantown or somewhere in between, and asked if we would come. And it was under the direction and leadership of the health department. We took our practice, our IT system we built, um, the way we've done it at four other sites, and we're able to scale it very quickly with marginal cost and quickness. And we've seen dozens of people come through where, unfortunately, we've had more people who were tested positive there than we've seen in some of the other labs at the same time as we've launched them. So it goes to show partnering um, with our uh, municipalities to be able to bring that resource has made the difference, and we'll continue to, to present and um, be where our community needs us to be. But it's got to be in collaboration and partnership. It can't be one-offs, and it can't be independent. 
You know, that's been impressive from where I sit, David, is the collaboration that I've seen. And I'll use Montague County as an example. Uh, the, the collaboration to come together and everybody's in on the decision-making process. Um, folks are coming together. We talked to Rachel Cohen with the West Virginia Coalition in Homelessness yesterday. Uh, several community partners, Mon Health was involved in that, uh, coming together to you know provide shelter uh, through the pandemic. So when you talk collaboration, that's, and that's you know, Sarah and I like to get on that uh, topic a lot in normal uh, normal times, but uh, it's good to see everybody coming together and you know just you know fighting to help get through this right now so, so let's talk about the homeless if yeah. you don't mind for a moment please you know, tom bloom and the committee asked uh, mon uh, to be a part of it of course i'm the representative um the chief pharmacy officer from wvu medicine um he joined it so you have both ruby and wvu medicine and mon hospital mon health medical center there we partnered together, you know, we, you know, if they needed supplies, we collaborated to help them. Yesterday, uh, we talked about there's a, you know, they're coming up with ways to feed the people that are in these hotel rooms. And I volunteered and I said, well, I'm already making meals a day. Why would I not just make another 20 to 30 meals to provide? And then quickly, right at that point, Todd from um, WV Medicine said, I'll run it by Albert. We should be able to do it too. And I'm proud to say we both are helping at least we'll rotate every two weeks and provide food. Why, why add extra expense when we're already doing it and we can help those less fortunate than ourselves? That kind of collaboration and spirit has been awesome. I'll give you another great example. Um, I think you heard about and read about that wonderful gift from the Ruby Trust to WVU hospitals and um, yep. West Virginia facilities. Well, WVU Medicine donated 20,000 masks to us um, to help us while we were lean in some of our PPE, personal protective equipment. Kudos to Albert and WVU Medicine for partnering with us to help us make sure we have what we need. We never were really, really low, but we were getting lean as we're masking everyone when they're coming into our facilities. Um, I thank them for that, and it goes to show that we can collaborate for the betterment of our community. Uh, how are supplies holding out right now? Um, well, I think we're doing pretty well. Mm. Um, we have tens of thousands of masks and gowns. Um, of course, we just got 20,000 masks from WVU um, as well, which was helpful. Um, we have the community pouring out and making us homemade masks, whether it be Phil from Daniels, our auxiliary, and other people in between. Um, we have uh, vendors who are using 3D printing to make masks face masks and gowns. Um, I met with someone on Sunday who came to my where I live and brought me samples of N95 masks to augment what we have. So we've done pretty well um, across all of our hospitals and physician offices, and we're monitoring it very closely. Talking to David Goldberg, president and CEO of Mon Health System. It's a strange catch-22, David. It's good news that uh, hospitals are not full, being overrun right now. That means we haven't had this huge surge that areas of the country have seen. Bad news is you, there aren't patients. Patient volumes way down. That means revenues are down, and hospitals are having to deal with the economic shutdown, just like other businesses. Uh, what steps has Mon Health System taken to kind of wade through this? So it, we emptied out as we were asked to do, and it was the right thing to do without sure. being asked to take elective procedures out. You know, I do watch social media, and I know there's a lot of people out there saying, why was my surgery put off a couple weeks? And the, there are guidelines that have come through the different medical colleges, not, not meaning WVU or Marshall, but college of professionals like surgeons and gynecologists and others that rank and stratify the, the acuity of a patient and how quickly they need to do a case. So we have emptied out surgery. I'm used to doing 
about 70 to 100 surgeries a day at Mon alone, and now we're doing you know anywhere from 8 to 15. Um, cardiac catheterizations, I have three and four cath labs. I'm used to having at least five to nine to 10 per lab a day, 30, 40, um, sometimes less, sometimes more. Today, I have six total. So why, are, why did we do that? Um, we don't want people to come into the hospital who might be asymptomatic to spread it to our staff. Uh, we don't want to expose people um, to um, potentially COVID in an environment. So we've been very careful about doing the right thing clinically for our patients, but not to overexpose either our staff, our doctors, or those. So it, we're down more than 50% in our revenue uh, as an organization. Um, luckily, uh, Senator Capito and Manchin and Congressman McKinley and, and uh, Representative Mooney have been excellent. Um, we have received tens of millions of dollars in some interim funds. Uh, we received $7 million on Friday um, as a percent of our Medicare spend. I believe the state got about 225 to $240 million as a state. We received that based on our Medicare population. Um, yesterday, we received word and we got funding that they prepaid us some of our Medicare book of business. That was about $27 million that we received um, that we're sitting on that cash. Now, we have to pay that back based on what cases we do that are Medicare by the end of the year. But at least it gave us some cash to weather the storm. Um, some of our hospitals, like Stonewall Jackson in, in Lewis County and Grafton City Hospital in, Lew in um, Taylor County and Preston, of course, in, in Preston County, received some payroll protection dollars and small business loans because they're under 500 people. That gave each of them um, a couple million dollars each to be able to help bolster payroll uh, and help hedge off some of the revenue shortfalls. But it, it has been a trying time without, um, without um, you know, adding more, you know, gasoline on the fire. But what I can guarantee you is Mon Health has not laid off or furloughed one person. We've asked people to flex down. Um, if there isn't enough volume, that means we ask them to take either their paid time off or vacation. Some have elected to go without pay. Those people can apply for some of the supplemental federal dollars to augment it. But we are not adding to people's frustrations or fears or anxiety about not having a steady paycheck. Um, we're making sure that we do that for our people because at the end of the day, it's about the people who take care of people, not the buildings. How have those measures, those initiatives been received? Are, are people understanding at this point? Uh, are they on board? What are you hearing from you know your employees there at Mon Health? I think at the end of the day, there's people who have concern, rightfully so. Um, and we're listening to them when people are using up all of their vacation time or pay time off. Then we're looking at it and saying, then how do we let you come in and work where other people's pay time off banks are richer or have more of a balance? We're trying to rotate people, but nurses and phlebotomists and cath lab techs and clinical assistants, they're used to having to flex to volume. That's what we do in healthcare. If you have 50 patients a day, you staff for 50. If you drop to 20, you flex your people down to service um, with high quality the 20 in there, and that's what we do each and every day in all of our areas. So most people are used to it. Where most are not are what we call our fixed positions. People like me that I get a straight salary regardless if there's five people or 500 people. So what I did in my management team is we took a pay cut. I personally, three weeks ago, um, took a 10% cut. My wife and I made that decision and offered to do more. We've personally given a lot of money to employee assistance funds here and at Fairmont where I'm on the board. Uh, and WVU, uh, Everly College, where I'm on the visiting committee, to try to help those less fortunate than ourselves. My entire management team stepped in with me. A bunch of my doctors took pay cuts. 
collectively, as well as some of our directors and managers to do their part to help us continue to be fiscally responsible and stable. What's the Employee Assistance Fund? So we have a fund that's been here for a while. So if uh, one of our employees has difficulty paying a bill, um, I had an employee who lost their home. Um, My wife and I helped uh, bridge them uh, in a local hotel for for about a week or two until they were eligible to get housing through the county. But we use this fund to help people who can't pay a bill, um, don't have rent money, um, need to pay their utilities, um, that a committee of their peers review it. They don't know who the who is. They just know the financial situation. They review it, and then we give them bridge dollars to help them. And we've actually raised some money over the last few weeks where people wanting to help our first responders have donated money. Uh, and we've raised thousands of dollars um, to be able to help our own on top of what we can do as Mon Health. David Goldberg, Mon Health, uh, Mon Health System President and CEO, joining us. Uh, before I let you go, what do you think the trigger will be? Or I guess there's probably more than one. But what will what do we need to look for to kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel, if you will, and, and maybe start to you know start the process of reopening? What's what's your opinion? So I think there's a couple things. One, I think the we've seen the curve bend uh, much faster the last five to seven days than previous. We had a ramp up last week. Um, some uh, heavy reporting over the last 48 hours has shown that I think we're stabilizing in those that are positive or those that are testing. Um, Thankfully, we only have eight or nine people, maybe 10, I think I may have read this morning, deaths in the state, which is significant, but it's slowing down. I think if we can see stability over a 7, 10, 14-day period on the rate of exposure to testing positive, that will give us a sign that we think that we're able to start moving into getting back to, I call it the hashtag new normal. That doesn't mean tomorrow. That doesn't mean in a week or two. But I think into the month of May, into Memorial Day, we'll see some of the restrictions lift. But that really comes down to how the governor and Clay Marsh giving him great advice and and, um, our health departments relay information up, understand how people are presenting, um, and then make decisions about what that looks like. That doesn't mean we go back day two, day three, back to full economy open. But we're starting to see the trend show that we're getting closer and closer that by early summer, um, we'll start to see um, our businesses, our hospitals open the doors a little bit more. But it's got to be responsible. We can't bring everybody quickly back in and think that everything is going to be the same as it was. We have people out there who are asymptomatic that we want to make sure we don't overexpose or intermix people too quickly and then cause an upsurge as well. So I think the governor, um, Secretary Crouch, Um, are being very responsible and trying to balance all that with also the pressures of the economy. We have budget deficits now we're dealing with, stock market that's in disarray. All of that weighs in. But what I'm so thrilled about is we're making good clinical decisions to make good balanced approach um, decisions rather than just, you know, jumping in too quickly. About 40 seconds here, David. Your message to the folks listening here in North Central West Virginia today. Um, Be vigilant. um, Hold the line. Um, be consistent, um, continue to help us get that curve bent. If you have a question, if you're worried, call your doctor. We have telemedicine across all of our hospitals as well as WVU Medicine and others. Does not mean don't get treated, but be responsible. Mon Health President and CEO David Goldberg. Guess what? What? We need to take a break. Okay. Let's squeeze in a break. We'll be back. Special Saturday edition. Dave and Sarah right here on WAJR.
Join the conversation at 1-800-765-8255. This is the Talk of the Town on WAJR. I don't know who's doing the timing for this show today, Sarah. <laughs> like Arlen or Mackie were over here doing the math. Because we got to squeeze in another break, and we got to do it, like, right now. Yeah. All right. I'm going to let this bed finish up. Okay. We're going <laughs> to squeeze in our final break. Uh, we'll tell you what's coming up. Metro News Talk Line with Oppie Kirchville in just a moment. Special Saturday edition of Dave and Sarah here on WAJR. Listen to the Talk of the Town podcast anytime, anywhere on WAJR.com. Got about 90 seconds before we clear the way for Hoppy Kirchwell special edition of Metro News Talk Line coming up. Uh, we had people calling into the show yesterday thanking essential workers, and I just want to take a minute. There's nothing I can say that, you know, top that. They were thanking sons and daughters and wives and um, nothing I can really say to top that except to just add my thank you uh, to everybody. I'll tell you what, specifically thank you to the folks um, at the retirement home where my wife's grandmother lives. She's 96. Uh, there's a lot of great people who live there, and there's a lot of great people working there and taking care of them. So a uh, big thank you to you guys uh, looking out for her. Anybody? you got 30 seconds, Sarah. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> they everybody. On the spot. Everybody. All the people at Kroger. Uh, yes. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Anybody who's out there. Grocery uh, stores, gas stations, all these places. You, you are you are keeping us going uh, in a weird, weird time. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know what? We're going to give you two weeks off at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Tell them Dave and Sarah said it was okay. Hey, that's going to do it for us. Hoppy Kurtzville coming up next. We're back Monday morning, 9.06, right here on WAJR. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.